good. We in there? Yep, we in there. Yeah. Brother Fish, we live. What's happening, everybody, man? Y'all know who this is, man. Uh, they they keep on making me do this introduction thing. You know, I I don't know how to talk to niggas. But uh, this is the itch we talk. I am Lily. This is my co-host. This is not seen right now. She's amazing. She do everything. She's my hero, be all, Lindsay. What's poppin', Lindsay? What's going on? Same old business. We have a special guest. We have two special guests. <laughs> I ain't even gonna front on that. I'm gonna be like real, you know, in my shit right now. I'm in my bag today, y'all. Um, I have the beautiful goddess to the right of me, uh, who is amazing. She got this dope haircut. She's <laughs> like, you know, my own very Cleopatra, Jasmine. Who is in my T.I. voice? Hold on, let me get it right. Um, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I have um, been so appreciative and, and so gratified that I have the esteem moment to give y'all crimson juice. Uh, the beautiful, the lovely princess she is birthed by a goddess in a king. So I have the beautiful goddess that is Jasmine, and then I have the beautiful passionate Crimson Hughes, which is on the show with us today. Damn. So all y'all give it a steam of applause. Then <laughs> it is what it is. Now, uh, let's uh, get all the bullshit out the way. But it ain't bullshit, but I got to let y'all know what it is. Um, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitter, YouTube, um, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review because that keeps this thing pushing and it keeps me doing the shit that I do, keeps Lindsay doing the shit that uh, she does, and that is the shit that we talk. So, boom, 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 all that's rolled out the way. All my esteems and my happiness to be here. Lindsay, what we got to talk about? Uh, <clears throat> I think we need to uh, get the anniversary out the way. Okay, okay. So let's knock that out the box. If you are living in a box and you don't know what the anniversary is, this is the 100 year anniversary of the Tulsa terrorist bombing that happened uh, in 1921. Um, I happen to be a child of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was not born there. I, I was sent there when I was very young, and I was told the story very young. Uh, unbeknownst to a lot of people, because a lot of people outside of Tulsa really didn't know about it, and most people in Tulsa uh, rarely talked about it. But um, it was a tragedy that killed over 300 black uh, families and not only did that, but to destroy what was known as Black Wall Street. Now, this ain't the Wall Street that a lot of you people think Wall Street is, where it's all the crunch of numbers and doing all that. It was a 35-acre uh, a uh, land uh, in the vicinity of Greenwood, and I forgot the other street. And the only reason why I forgot the other street is because I ain't been in Tulsa in so long. 
Um, but uh, uh, it was businesses. It was your dad's shoe shop. It was a dude. It was a dude that sold guns. It was a pawn shop. It was a, a tailor. It was a, a shoe shiner. It was a barber shop. It was grocery stores. It was these things that were making the black community. And people, yeah, that's what I was saying. It was people owned, but it was it was more or less the uh, black Wall Street I was trying to uh, represent because um, a lot of people think that uh, when you say black Wall Street, it was just like um, crunching numbers and it was all accountants and all that. No, it was a striving black community that didn't need any white dollars. You know how how the uh, the dollar moves in America now in a black community. It, it, it leaves out in six minutes. And that community, it was never going anywhere. It was making everybody better. And it made the white folks outside of there very, very jealous because these people in this 35-acre um, uh, facility in this area were really making money and really like upper middle class, like better, uh, better than their surroundings. And that destroyed how a lot of white people um, feel about them because they thought that we were all monkeys and didn't know no better. And they decided to kick up in there. It, it started from, and I don't want to get it, uh, I don't want to disrespect anything that happened, but it started from a, uh, I want to say a, a confrontation outside of there with a, uh, almost like uh, Emmett Till with a white lady. And then it, but it, and then it trickled down, and like it went on for days. Like it wasn't like you know they wanted justice. They went got this dude. And I think the dude that that, uh, that um, they they feel like even started it. Well, he didn't start it. It was a um because I want to get this right. And if I'm lying, please somebody tell me and correct me. But I, I think it was from a dude getting on an elevator. He slipped. He um. And in the process of him slipping, he ripped a, he 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 ripped the dress of a white lady, and the white lady panicked. And because that's a white lady panicking, that nigga ran back to the, and all hell broke. And they caught him, and the white lady ended up not pressing charges, so that's how he ended up getting out of jail. And but and they caught that right there was the start of three hundred plus more people dying. So I was one of the people who, I guess you said, like lived under a rock. I didn't know anything about Tulsa. Like it was never um, in our history books or anything like that. But uh, just now watching the documentary about it, there's a reason it for it. Like I didn't know that uh, a lot of the like our ancestors, like in the blacks and stuff like that, they never talked about it. It was a thing like they should make sure they never talked about it. And then also too, like. Uh, in Tulsa, they had like a newspaper where they should slander black people and all that stuff. And then once like uh, whoever was above the newspaper, when they came in, like did investigations, what they did is like make sure to cut out all those articles and then send off, you know, whatever other stories, but make sure to cut off, cut out everything that they had talked about the black people. And then also, too, with the massacres, like they had images of the massacres and uh, white people put those on postcards. And send them out to family members and stuff like that. So there's still, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure there's postcards and stuff up there like that. Right. Yeah. What did Linda say? She said they didn't even touch her. 
They didn't even touch him. He didn't even touch him. Oh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't know what I'm saying. It was. That's why she didn't press charge. You know, they both was fools. You got to think. They, they put it in the category of, and that's the thing, you know what I'm saying, because I don't want to, I don't want to, like, sugarcoat this or try to make white people seem like, you know, uh, it, it's a rhyme behind the reason. That ain't it. I'm, I'm saying a man and a woman. This woman was already uh, uh, typecast uh, and, and told stereotypes of black people anyway. So she was kind of spooked being in the field she was in. This was her first uh, day, actually, on this field. In this field. She was, and uh, oh, this was for him to come day. in there, I'm already nervous because we ain't supposed to touch these white bitches back You know, it's taboo. There, she was going to the color restroom at the top of the... Yeah, which was at the top of the... And she and and, and she just happened to be the uh, elevator assistant. Yeah, that was her. Right. And it was her yeah. first day, like so. They're first kind of, they both kind of nervous, and then the whole situation just escalated and just went down to a ball of bullshit. Which um, you can't follow him because he would he would have done. I would have done the same thing. A white lady screaming because of me, I'm gonna get the fuck out of it. Yeah. You know the due diligence of it was it was no it was no white man. Uh, either being a power or not being a power. They, they said, hey, wait a minute. Everybody shut up. Bitch, stop screaming. What actually happened? They just was like, fuck it. Let's go get these things. Yeah, and that's how they You know, did it, it was a whole debacle. That's what they did back then. You know what I'm saying? Especially back then, they definitely picked it black men ashes like these crazy sex schemes that really wanted the white woman. So, like, when they seen that that woman, you know, I don't know, her shirt, they're like, oh, this black man must really must want it, our precious, mm-hmm. her, her our precious. precious white. White bitches been sucking black dick since slavery. Like, let's, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't want to go there, but I'm just saying that whole depiction of how we was just sex crazed monkeys, it was because they bitches wouldn't get what they needed. And they was fucking us niggas. Yeah. We was serving them long dick and a good night. And, you know, and we were sending them about their business. I don't think it's that. I think it has to go back to uh, with the slave trade. And then I think it was more so of an insecurity thing with the white man. The white man's looking at the black men who all day, you know, slave. Like, you know, work. Not slave, all day, work, they slave. But work, but like, not on that, but like, had like, muscle tone, so it's just like, with that swing. That too. It's just like, who who were the fuck these, you know, people coming in, and I I guarantee you there were some white people in that audience, like, who are people on that one? Honey, don't you know that? That Trump, and that Trump nigga with that, that, that peanut mom, that black <laughs> That button dick walking around, and then you got some nigga walking around like, a, like you said, looking like Ethan's elbow, dick slapping his kneecap. Yeah. Yeah. What you about to do? You about to lose your shit? <laughs> Listen, if a nigga, if a nigga come through this motherfucker right now with his dick slapping his knee, I'm gonna go ahead and shoot him. I, I, I do. Me and you ain't got, me and you ain't got the same problem. Damn. <laughs> okay, so Glenn says that's partly why weed is illegal. Makes the white women crave black dingling and jazz. 
<laughs> you know, but I think their inner sensation of a mixed baby is what gets them going. <laughs> Glenn is a product of Reaper Madden. Uh, I don't know if y'all uh, know about that audience, but it was a movie that came out in the 20s too called Reaper Fucking Madden. And it betrayed, you know, people just losing their shit because they were smoking weed. It was anti Turned into criminal. They was turning into like psycho criminal. Yeah. 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 So have y'all ever? Um, have y'all ever seen the movie? It was like Mandingo. niggas living in the opium. Yeah. Have y'all ever seen the movie Mandingo? Uh, I have seen Mandingo. Well, Mandingo plays to your point, Larry. With the whole slavery and the women craving black dick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. Because in the movie, if anybody's ever have have not seen the movie, the movie um, that's where the term mandingo came from in modern times was because this man that was a slave on this plantation he had a a very large member. And um, he was mashing the uh, the plantation owner's wife. She ended up getting pregnant, and she didn't. She had a feeling who the baby daddy was, but of course they didn't have like DNA tests or anything like that. So when the baby came out, is when she found out for sure who the uh, dad was. So they um, they killed the baby, and then the husband killed the. Uh, the um mandingo so yeah yeah because the baby came out and they was like grab the leg and they was like sir we already got the leg they was like jesus fucking christ nah, I'm, just, I'm lying that didn't happen in the movie no. i'm playing i'm playing y'all yeah. but like that's what it was he seen that you know the baby came out brown mm-hmm. with a dick that was you know bigger than his Black baby. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a black baby, but it was all yeah. other things. Because if you watch Mandingo, the whole thing speculated around this nigga. Like, it, it wasn't even a, a, a like, all niggas had that shit. It was like, this nigga just, but with a yeah. yard. Who created that movie? Was it a white person or a black person? That's a black movie, ain't it? Okay. Just, um, like black and white people in it. But, um, the guy that was the the slave the enslaved he in real life was a um a football player that turned um it was, he was a football player that turned actor around the same time that OJ did um but but OJ ended up becoming the bigger star star of course but yeah he um the way that the way that this movie was, it was really, it was really like shocking even for a slave movie. Like the way they was treating the slaves in there, it was shocking for a slave movie. Like when they would put them on the block and have and like you know when they put them on the block to like look at them to see if they wanted to purchase them and stuff like that. Like women were like the slave owners that were going up there to purchase them. 
they were like really looking at their body, going into their pants, checking out their member and all that kind of stuff. Like to to see if they wanted to purchase them and they was going off of how big their member was to purchase them. Like it was it was kind of like taken back. Are you still there? Know what's going on, guys? Hold on. All right, we're back. You know, shit happens. <laughs> Play as fuck up. Technical issues, technical issues. We rock. All right. So, while you were gone, Glenn said, um, that scene reminds me of the NFL combines when the players weigh in their draws and shit. Yeah, it does. It does. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, the combine band, they, they, they see how fast and strong you is in your underwear. And, you know, we didn't watch a couple niggas run so fast, they come up out, they motherfucker. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's the truth. They've been, they've been doing us like that for years, man. They want the biggest, strongest, longest niggas. Mm-hmm. And then they demasculate them. Like they take, they take them and then they demas, and, and then they just, you know, turn them into bitch. That's why OJ became a bitch. I, I mean, that's just my opinion. You know, I could be wrong. But nine times out of ten, I'm right. They always pick the biggest oak tree, and then they turn it into a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that and unfortunate. Terry Crew, Terry Crew. Terry Crew. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, it's several people that they've done like that. You know, it's it's sad and unfortunate. And then when you do compare. The NFL to um, slavery, then they want to get all in their feelings, and it's like kind of what it is in a way, you know. Right. And today, and today, have like fifty percent black owners, and it's always going to be that. Right. But uh, yeah, it's still um. But getting up because we're getting off the topic. Um, yeah, way off. The massacre of uh, 1921, the 100 year anniversary. Uh, what I, I what I do want people to understand is because um, for a minute I was going back and forth through Black Wall Street when I was younger because I found out they were like re uh, uh, revamping the green uh, wood neighborhood and like tearing down a lot of buildings and a lot of monuments. So for a minute, and like I said in my younger years, I was going back and forth uh, to Black Wall Street. And um, what I would like somebody to do is to uh if they do a documentary or they do a docu-series or whatever they do start really talking about the money that was lost uh 
the hush money that was given because uh, uh, that, that, that's the thing about black folks. You know, we're shut up about a lot of shit and uh, we'll make it seem like we shutting up because we scared of the white a lot of A lot of the motherfuckers on the streets, I know I'm going to talk to kids. This is what a lot of them didn't tell nobody. A lot of motherfuckers get paid to shut the fuck up. And I want a lot of, I, I mean, if we're going to come out with a lot of it, we need to come out with that too. Because it was some people that should have been compensated. And it was one mural that got uh, torn down. I don't know if it got torn down or they just were revamping things. But it was a mural in front of a big tree when I used to go down there. And they used to have what people lost and the money that they should have received from. Mm. Um, and it's not there anymore. Yeah. I, I was uh, I was talking to a lady who had the the Black Wall Street Museum, and I was explaining to her like I used to come down here and it was a museum, like literally maybe a couple blocks over or down the street that had the mural of that. And she was like, "Well, she didn't know nothing about it." And that's the secrecy about and Tulsa that, that fucks me up. It's like even though they try to put it out there, they still try to hide. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There was I remember there being pretty much no evidence of like ever like Black Wall Street ever being there. The only evidence was like it was a museum that was there, but it was really tiny, and then next to it was like a coffee house that was uh, black, like partially right. black. But I think they were just now getting steps of doing that, but. There's no evidence whatsoever of uh, Black Wall Street there at all. And I think they made sure to do that. Yeah, um, they're, they're definitely know. trying to whitewash it and, and make it seem like it was not it was smaller than what it really was. I know the senator, I guess he's trying to do right by um, this lady who um, just kept protesting that um, back in those days there were a lot of disappearances of black families and so like her family would drive by certain graveyards and the family would always be like no that's where they are that's where they are but she never she why because she got older so she finally pushed for uh someone in the government to uh dig up a lot uh, dig up this area in this graveyard and in the one area they found 12 bodies of you know black people who just who disappeared and so they're trying to investigate like the birds and stuff like that i don't know if it's investigation I'm done behind he's trying to start he's trying to start something yeah like i i understand the whole you know digging up the bodies and stuff because that's pretty much solidifying the stories that have been told, yeah you know but it's like <clears throat> okay after you dig up the bodies and give a proper burial then what you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I see that they're building, like, this big old um, museum for it, but there's so much more than just knowledge that this occurred that needs to happen. And one of the things that I was so appalled by when watching the, the little 30-minute video or the 30-minute um, special that they did was the fact that the mayor is trying to justify not giving these families of of the of the massacre any type of reparations and i feel like that's just completely completely wrong you know like the family should be compensated in some type of way because of the potential 
of generational wealth that this was creating. You know what I'm saying? So, I just... Yeah, his statement was that the taxpayer should suffer. But the tax... But the... The taxpayers are descendants of the people that did this. You know what I'm saying? And the descendants of the people that this was done to had to suffer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was one of the questions they stated in there. Um, They kept stating, like, why should we have to suffer for, you know, our... um, grandparents and all their mistakes but it's just like what exactly are you suffering from like what like just more money taken out of your your uh you know your bank account like we suffer like not having to know like what actually happened to our history so like what you suffer versus what we suffered like is definitely different right far far different right like they killed so many people like there's families that stopped on that day you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. families that were driven out of that town. There's a whole community that was devastated behind this. And just digging up 12 bodies in a, a museum is, to me, is not going to cut it. But that's just like how they're trying to have this whole reparation debate about slavery. That's the same argument. Like, the people of today didn't enslave you, but it's like, okay, the people of today are still benefiting from being from us being enslaved. So, yeah. So Glenn says those taxpayers are direct beneficiaries of that stolen wealth and destruction. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing in a nutshell. Um, if, when when we stop um trying to sugarcoat everything, is uh, especially with the mayor. Uh, the mayor tried to downplay. Like I seen that little thirty minute bullshit. I'm gonna call it thirty minute bullshit because again, I know a lot about what happened. Like I don't know a lot about what happened per se because I wasn't there. I just happened to um be blessed to go to an African centered school when I was a kid, so I always knew about it. For him to be for him to be from Tulsa and first say that he never knew about it, being a, a, a child of where he come from, he don't come from uh lower me. Mm-hmm. You know the mayor. Uh the mayor uh he, he comes from uh, a family of prestige. A prestige. Excuse me. Okay, what his family knew though. Yes. He said he didn't know, but once he started asking his grandparents and all that stuff, they started talking about. So you mean to tell me? But that's, they, that, that's, but that's what he's trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. He's trying to say documentary. He's yeah. been on it, and the thing is, why he doesn't want to uh, push reparations and shit is because he's one of them racists who who says the same thing that we've seen today. That you know, I whatever my father did shouldn't be responsible for me. But it's in the Bible that the son will carry the sins of the father. Yeah. You know, and 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 until they embrace that, that's why it's never gonna be what it's supposed to be about talking. Right. Now Well that and their governor just passed a law about um not about um was it lessons in school that like they're not allowed to learn about slavery and stuff like that? Like whatever yes. 
raised to feel guilty, they're not allowed allowed to teach that anymore in Oklahoma. Right. Uh, yeah, because but you have to you have to think about what Oklahoma is in the whole. Yeah. You know, Oklahoma is 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 a brand full of the good old boys, and at one percent of time when uh when the KKK actually was like real big and prominent. A lot of they, a lot of them ran the shit out of Oklahoma, you know. So they have that type of backwater uh, upbringing, you know. And it goes to the uh, the point of dealing with the uh, with the massacre in Tulsa, and then dealing with just what happens in Oklahoma. Period. You know, white white Oklahoma was paying Indian Oklahoma. To keep their slaves. A lot of people don't know that my my, my mother's maiden name is Morel. Her family comes from the Morel plantation that is still uh uh, uh still there in in Oklahoma. Mm. You know so and you know over the, the the Indians uh in Oklahoma was the last to free their slaves because they were getting paid not to. This thing is it, it's it's been evident that Oklahoma don't want niggas to shine. Period. That's why niggas have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I've That's why niggas heard. leave. The Come only on only here. big people we know out of Oklahoma is Charlie Wilson. Yeah. I didn't know that the gap band was like so heavily influenced by the massacre. I had no clue. And like I in the shows either. and stuff, they would start talking about the massacre and like people just thought that he was crazy. That they were crazy. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I didn't know their name, like their origin story of their name. Like I knew yeah. Charlie Wilson was from Tulsa, but that's the extent of it. Hmm. Yeah, it's just how like the G is Greenwood, the A is whatever other street, the P is for whatever other street. Excuse me, I don't, I can't remember, but I didn't know they were that heavily influenced by it. So. Right. I thought that was cool. He was still trying to tell the story, like just like you're saying, you were blessed enough to know that story. Like I truly had no clue anything about the massacre. Like I, I mean, like you hear like bits and pieces of it, but to the full extent of it, no, I had no clue. Yeah, I, I really think that um a lot of white people, uh, especially the ones that run uh, Oklahoma, feel like because it was depicted in movies. And certain series that they don't uh that they don't owe niggas nothing. You know, because they allowed the story to come out. Because for a minute, you know, it was only a handful of people outside of Tulsa that knew about, you know, uh the massacre. Um like I said, I was blessed because I went to an African Center Mag. Uh so they talked about all the atrocities in Africa. Um, but most people don't, like most people didn't. Like no downplay on anybody, but niggas wasn't teaching that shit at Central. Niggas wasn't teaching that shit. You know what I'm saying? At Westport, uh, Hickman, Van Horn, but nobody was teaching that shit. No. You know what I'm saying? No. So like I went to Raytown yeah. and they weren't even teaching Black History at Raytown. So yeah. exactly. You know I was blessed to go to uh, JS Chick. Lincoln College Prep and Southeast, like these were all African-centered schools. So I was I was blessed to learn about the bullshit that happened to me. You know, so I was I, I'm 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 forever gonna speak on it. You know, because um, 
not, it wasn't my experience, but it was my knowledge. It's my knowledge of it's what I've learned from. You know, yeah. when other people be like, yeah. no, nah, that shit didn't happen. Yes, the fuck it did. My nigga, pick up your phone. You got a computer right there. Pick that shit up. This shit happened. Right. Like, that's why, you know, and I don't know a lot. That's why I really keep saying, like, I really want them to, like, really expose what happened because, you know, it's bullshit niggas and corruption that happened after the massacre of Tulsa. Right. Because these niggas, you know, these are businesses and these businesses have insurance plans and policies yep. that guarantee the rights of their children. And some of that was denied. So let's right. dig into what really happened. Because it was not only a massacre that day, it was a massacre for generations. Right. And they just tried to sweep that shit under the rug. Like, I want people to, to exploit that. I'm my mind worked that way, like man. A, a lot of the motherfuckers, I know a lot of motherfuckers do that. That they said they great granddaddy's got hush money, mm. just to shut the fuck up. Don't tell such as such. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, because if it if it start fucking with the white economy, it was gonna rip Tulsa over. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah they, they, that little 30 minute documentary we was talking about, you know, the uh, the unspoken fear, you know, or the unspoken guilt. But it wasn't guilt. It was more of a shut the fuck up. We paid y'all. We know we fucked up. Here go a couple hundred, man. Shut your bitch ass up. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what that was. I, really I, I really want them to expose that part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what that was, you know. And it just seemed like that 30 minute um, news special, which is so crazy because they have a whole series of um, like different things that happen in black history that's on Hulu. And the episode where they talk about this massacre came on right after that um, 30 minute news special. And it was basically an hour, a hour long version of the 30 minute special like it was the exact same show it just probably was like the director's cut and i'm like there's so many stories that come from yeah it's like it's so many stories that come from that situation that they didn't have to just repackage the same the same show you know what I'm saying? I just yeah. I just feel like they're just they've been doing such a disservice and they continue to do such a disservice to this story. Mm. So mm. that that thirty minute one, did that come out? Because I know there was only two documentaries on it. There's one in like nineteen ninety five and then there's one uh well the one on Hulu that I just watched. So that thirty month thirty minute one from nineteen ninety five, that old one? Maybe I watched? No, we uh it was a recent one. Uh, oh, okay. The one. I thought it was pretty good. It just, it just scratches the surface. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that was just the surface. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying that's, that's why I said I want them to get into it. Where you know, because the massacre was one thing, and the movies always depict the massacre, but it was the after effect that I know what I'm saying that's real big to me. It's the after effect yeah. because these were businesses. These were, you know, um, uh, black commerce, you know, united. So it, it, it should have been a backup plan. And I'm guaranteeing you that it was. But it was so much infiltrated fuckboy shit that was happening. 
that these people were still, uh, the descendants of these people were in squalor. Some are more, some are more, but but the mo- but for the most part, ninety percent of them don't want to speak. And I, I really do feel ninety percent of them people do not want to speak, or their descendants don't want to speak, because at least sixty percent of them motherfuckers got paid not to. I think there's sprinkles. I know what I'm saying. I really, I'm just one of them. I, there's no way you can slap my brother, and I don't every day tell you I remember the day you slapped my brother. Like, you know, killed, like these people killed out in the middle of the street. I, I mean, but just in general. So, you know, if I could acknowledge that, then it's no way I'm gonna ever stop being quiet about you killing my grandmother or my or my grandmother's brother or 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 you know my great granddaddy. You like all these stories I heard. It would be no way I wouldn't keep telling y'all this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm a I'm not even a full product of Tulsa. My mother is from Oklahoma. And I actually had the, you know what I'm saying? I actually had the opportunity to live there for a minute. And because I know that story, I I, I hold it wholeheartedly. That's why, like I said, when I was younger, I was going back and forth to Black Wall Street until they tore it down because I wanted to remember that this is where we came from. At one point, we was a shit. I would have never had to leave Tulsa if they never touched on it. My mother would have moved to Tulsa, and 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 the massacre never happened. We would have never left Tulsa because it was it would have been a bigger black mecca than what they think Atlanta is. Because Atlanta is, yeah. and, and they think it's a black mecca, but all those brick and mortar buildings are owned by white. Yeah, I, mean, I like that story, but a little bit better because it makes me think about the documentary. It did say like you know. A lot of them didn't speak because out of fear, and I, I that didn't sit right with me. So you mean to tell me just everybody? Exactly. I mean, I do get their survivors, and I get the fear based. I, I, I do get that, but like you mean to tell me just for like if someone was twelve, and then like you turn fifty eight, you still gonna suppress the story? So I agree. I don't think it's completely fear based. No, it's not. No, it's payoff. No. It's so, it, yeah. so, um, Glenn says that. Gap stood for Greenwood, Archer, and Pine. There we go. Yeah, there we go. And then he also says the state of Oklahoma told the National Guard to leave and not help rebuild because they take care of their own. And as soon as the National Guard left, they went to telling the victim it's nothing they can do. So if that don't sound if, if if that doesn't sound like we put a lot of hush money out there, I don't know what the fuck uh, it, it means. Then. To me, that sounds like we put a whole lot of hush money out here. Nigga. Get your bitch ass about it. We got. It. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it was. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. And I don't know. Like I keep saying, this is my opinion. I don't know, but from what I was told. And some stories that, you know what I'm saying, that was given to me younger, a lot of them niggas got hush money. That's why, you know, uh, uh, it, it's a lot of uh, 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 dudes in Oklahoma that, you know what I'm saying, like, that don't really rock with a lot of them, you know what I'm saying, a lot of them old folks for real life. You'd be surprised how many, you know what I'm saying, how many niggas, how many older dudes, you know what I'm saying, don't fuck with their granddaddies and their grandpas in, like, Oklahoma. Because you bitch-ass niggas should have said something. Yeah, but it's a different time. Like, like you know, I, I, that, that, gonna, that was the people I grew up with. But I'm not going to 100% 
um, blame the older people's position on this. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that was a yeah. hard decision to make. And that and just imagine if you was a kid watching all of this happen just literally out the blue. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Literally I'm not blue. judging. I would be traumatized behind. I'm not judging. Because I'm not judging. I'm just saying it should be brought out now. It should be brought out now because your scared grandpa ain't here no. But just look at it like this. You know, I'm pretty sure he got drunk one, and told you the story. And maybe some of them only told them like a little snippet of what they did because just think of it like this. They were kids when this happened. There was nobody putting them in counseling or anything like that. It was all suppressed. So bringing it up caused a lot of torture and anxiety to them. So yes, in hindsight, we would love to think that they did sit around, smoke a square at the fireplace and just run it down from A to Z. But there's a lot of things, especially that older generation, they did not discuss. They went to their graves not talking about a lot of shit that happened back then. You know what I'm saying? And we don't yeah. know the questions to ask for them to even bring up those memories again and sit around, smoke a square at the fireplace and let us know. So there's a lot of stuff that happens that we just not gonna know. And that's just what, yeah, what it is, you know? And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And some and I don't give I don't care how many times they scrub and cut out all these articles and all these artifacts and all this kind of stuff. There is something somewhere that has those articles that they tried to cut out. You know. Mm -hmm. Somebody somebody got them. You know. I agree. Somebody up there still has to have a newspaper or something out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure somebody Grandma, great grandma's photo album got all that shit in there because they thought it was cute. Yep. You know, like if you going to the point where you putting that shit on postcards, you thought it was cute. Look what we doing over here to our blacks. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all not like us. Look, look, hi from Oklahoma. You know, like. Right. Yeah. So. It's like old Nazi memorabilia. Right. It's there. It's there. It's definitely there. So, but yeah, so um, that's that discussion. Um, that's their um, audience. Every uh, if you uh, again, if you didn't know the story we're talking about, and you're telling and, and you're like, oh my god, this, you know, you didn't know, and it kind of like what you, you blew your mind to it, you know, just. You know, Google some shit about, you know, the Tulsa uh, bombing. You know, it was a massacre of the terrorist act. It was one of the first terrorist acts in America, for, uh, on Americans, by Americans. Um, so, I mean, just, I ain't saying, you know, go be a revolutionary, but like, you know, just, just dig into your history, just to know, you know what I'm saying, that how flawed we are. My documentary on Hulu is called Tulsa Bird Trip. That was a good, that was a pretty good documentary. Even though I didn't, still didn't know, it only scratched the surface. That was enough for me. I know you said bird, like you were saying, Louis. Very, shut up. That was a bird troop. <laughs> yeah, and then Go the, um, the um, 
the um, special series that I was talking about that was like the longer, they had the episode that was the longer version of that Tulsa Burning Truth was Soul of a Nation. Their episode six is called yeah. Reconstruction, and it's basically a longer version of of um, Tulsa Burning Truth. It's like the director's okay, cut. Sure. Check that out. Yeah. Like, it's basically the same thing, but the director's cut. That's how I feel. Because they, uh, it's literally, like, it literally starts out the same. I was like, okay. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, um, on to the next topic. Uh, the Malcolm Johnson execution. So, you want to go on ahead and spearhead this one? Oh shit! I mean, you you went from uh, you went from a hard bob pass to like uh, fuckery in real time. Um, yeah, we got we got we got to you know get this out there. We got to get the awareness out there. And yeah. I was going to send it to you, but it was like too late. It was like two o'clock in the morning. Um, Willie D did a whole hour video on his YouTube channel about it. So, really? Yeah. Okay. So, so the right. the information oh. is getting out there. We just we need to put it out there even more. Like this has like the this situation is so damn ridiculous. It like it needs national attention. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So, uh, okay. So, um, before you do uh, that, again. before you do that, um, can you move the camera a little bit towards your way because we only see half your face. Oh, can you, can you move the phone? That, no, that's the other phone. I'm moving the phone. I'm moving the phone. There we go. All right. Can y'all hear? Can y'all see me there? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Okay. Um. No. Uh. So let's keep it 100. Let's keep it real. Um. For those that don't know about this situation, um. Uh. Uh. Brother Johnson was assassinated by the police. Um, and uh, I don't know particularly, I know, I, I want to say it was the beginning of the year. March. Um, March. It was March. March. Okay, so uh, he was assassinated by the police. We were told the story that he had shot the police officer, and so in retaliation, the other police officer shot him. And so, um, out of everything that was going on in America, you know, uh, I, I'm going to be uh, one of the people that ain't going to lie. I truly was like, okay, well, if that did happen, then it was justified. That was a justified killing. You know, it's so much it's so much that we, uh, we've seen in these years about police um, un, unjustifiably shooting the shit out of them. I thought that was a justified shooting, like I think most people did. And then a lot of people didn't even hear about it. That's how quiet it was. It happened to just happen right up the street for me. So I, I knew about it. Uh, fast forward now, we are actually seeing footage that uh, a lady cop shot a police officer while they were holding uh, Brother Johnson down. And another cop shot him in the head to um, make the whole story of he shot an officer so they shot back. Um, it's a tragedy, it's fucked up, 
every last one of them police officers should be put in jail or um or otherwise you know i'm, I'm a hood nigga. you know so it, it could be what it is uh they should not be able to walk around here knowing that they all um agreed to assassinate this man to get away with a fucking accident it was a fucking accident that she shot this man if she would have just shot him and everybody played accordingly brother johnson would have got to go home to his but they didn't think like that they said we're gonna cover the shooting up by killing this and that that's why i find it's a problem you know you don't even want to take a hold to your own accident so you would just kill a nigga because that it, it just cleared all out because in, in the area that they shot it, it would they supposedly they didn't know it was any camera footage because they didn't have cam, uh, cams on they had people but no but it was the dude behind the register they didn't know he was recording because had they knew he was recording that shit would have never uh, seen the light of day You know, and, and the people there, shout out to the people at that store because they gave um, the camera footage to the news and everybody that needed to see, but they gave that footage to lawyers. So they had to build the case. So shout out to them for knowing what to do because they knew that what they seen was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they did that too because. I probably would have just posted it online. No, they were yeah, they were smart about it. Yeah. One thing is they didn't want to fight. They didn't want they building fighting to the ground. Yeah. Well, I would say they did a good job creating uh, a villain out of him because, like, going back to like that Tulsa massacre documentary, a lady in there said that racism is clever, and this and so they were very clever because so they built that story up of. Um, like in 2014, he was arrested on black charges and then accidentally released along the line of that, too. And then they re-arrested him. But like if you look at some of the stories, they found him passed out in a truck with a with a rifle. And so they re-arrested him. And so now moving forward to the shooting and stuff like that, of course, when you hear all that stuff, it's like, well, damn, he deserved that. He deserved that. But looking back at it, actually, like, picking through it, like, okay, so he was accidentally released. Whose fault was that? It definitely wasn't his. If I got caught up somewhere and they accidentally released me, do you think I'm going to turn around and be like, hey, y'all made a mistake? No, I'm running. And so they did a very good job painting him as a villain. They did a very good job painting him as a villain. Like they always do when it's a killing, you know what I'm saying? They they always yeah, try to paint they have, yeah. as a villain. And it's like, yeah, why are y'all pulling up? Why are y'all pulling up records that are unrelated? This person died. Why are you trying to make this person out to be the victim? You know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how they do that. But and then they only do that to the black victims. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a white person were to die, they are not gonna make that person out to be the victim or the villain, rather. You know. They're going to talk about how much of a father he was. They're going to talk about if they had any service work. They're going to talk about how great of an employee he was. Right. They're going to talk about his mental health. They're going to do everything, Mm -hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, like, 
that video was so disturbing because it was seven police officers that were holding that man down. There's no reason why seven police officers hold against one man. They need to pull out any type of weapon. It's seven of you. So you mean to tell me seven police officers can't take on one person who is unarmed? It's not like it's a shootout. It's not like it's a hostage situation. Y'all are literally holding down one man. It takes seven of y'all to do that. And and you got to pull out a gun. And you're so, you're so flustered that you don't even know where the hell you're shooting. So all the training that you guys have, that just literally goes out the window every time you're encountering a situation. So what the fuck is the training for? Like, I'm not understanding like that whole that whole video was just ridiculous the way that that went down there was no reason for that man to not be alive to this day mm-hmm. so. agree I, I i'm i'm more or less um i i'm so uh damn what's the words i'm looking for? It's to die terrified you know how vegans, you know, and vegetarians always want to say, you know, animals die terrified. Um, just to die terrified. Just imagine when he was getting held by all these people mm-hmm. on the ground. He's already scared anyway. Right. Because all of these people were on top of him, right. grabbed him in all sorts of positions. And then you hear a gunshot. So... Imagine being on the ground. Imagine five people holding you down and you hear a gunshot and you know as a black man that's how bad. Right. So imagine the fear that went through him and then imagine getting plugged twice in the head right then and there. Right. So your last memory ain't of your children, ain't of your mama, ain't of your sister, ain't of the last time you got hit. Ain't it the last time you know what I'm saying? You had you went to a family reunion. The last thing you remember was a gunshot and you scared to death. Yeah. That's the that's the shit that bothers me. Say they they were so they're so amped to save their own ass. They don't even they 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 regard regardless of what this man done or, or whatever his past was. They negated to think about this is a scared man, right? You know, that that's what bothers me the most. We are so criminalized and thought about as less than human that they just thought they was going to shoot him, cover it up, and still go home and eat Sunday dinner. Right, which I'm sure they did. And we said this about countless cops. You know, um, but it's, it's, it's crazy because now this is actually something that deserves nationwide coverage that was in, in literally my back bucket book. Yeah. Yeah. So it, to me, it, it's just crazy to me. It, the whole thing is like doing me um, for a loop, not only just as a black man, 
but as a black man who was actually become who was about to become a father. Um, things like that bother me. Cause like, what if you know the actions that I make in the streets or the actions that I make this uh, this this living life don't kill me? What if it's a motherfucker to kill me because they trying to save their own ass and they get protected by our quote unquote city government? Right. Like it it, it was it used to always hit, but actually this is hitting home. Yeah. You know, yeah. I start thinking about the Fidels that was that, that did, did everything right and still got killed in front of his kid. You know, I, it, it, these things are bothering me now. And, like, that really bothered me because I knew from what everybody said was this nigga, you know what I'm loved his kids. Regardless of what you thought about him, he loved his kids. And his kids wasn't even his last thought. Right. His last thought was, oh, shit, they shoot. It's crazy. It's just a very unfortunate situation, and we just got to continue to bring awareness to to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get this word out that this is what's going on right here, because this, honestly, this is, like, worse than that George Floyd stuff. Not to be comparing, but just the fact that this was just completely blatant and the cover-up was ridiculous like that's insane you know you yeah. wreck in and out you was in and out because i could barely oh. understand what you're saying okay yeah um i was just saying that like it it just seemed like it's worse than the George Floyd situation just because that cover-up was just ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And just, it's just blatant. I mean, it's just so blatant and it's so messy. And they should just really be, like, that was an execution. They should all be charged with murder. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Every last one of them should, should go to jail. Right. Right, just like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, yeah, just, just one, just from A to Z, you know, from one to ten, like everything about that was wrong. Everything about that was wrong. Um, but yeah, we just really need to get the awareness out that this is what's going on, and these people just need to be held accountable. You know. And um, I'll be one of them uh, to admit, man, I I really want to say, you know, I apologize to anybody that I talked to when this situation happened, when I was just like, hey, man, you can't, you can't act a certain way towards the police and not expect retaliation. Because I did say that because of the story that was told. Exactly. I never thought the killer was justified. So I, 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 I really want to backtrack and say, you know, as a black man, I should have never counted that black man out. You know, uh, it shouldn't have been um, it shouldn't have been covered up because it had us with a false assumption. But at the same time, I'm gonna take accountability for myself and apologize to everybody that I talked to because what I told y'all was a false narrative. But that's what I was told from the news. Right. 
you know, and but when it happens in our backyard, we can do our own due diligence to find out. Look at where the look at where the news, I said look at where the news gets their info from. You know what I'm saying? And then right. on top of that, we also know that the news has been skewered to present stories a certain way as well. So we can't 100% take what the news says as the truth either. Like we have to do our own research and our own due diligence when it comes to situation yeah. like this. You know what I'm saying? Even though, like, we've been brought up to believe that the news is supposed to be unbi- unbiased, but unfortunately, that's not the case, and that's been proven time and time again. It's unfortunate, especially when it comes to us. It's unfortunate, but that's the world that we live in now, and until that changes, even if it does change, we still not going to trust it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just unfortunate. Like, you always got to take all the information that's presented to us with a grain of salt and we got to do our own research you know and and there and just imagine all the countless um situations that have occurred even before camera phones you know what i'm saying even before even before video recorders and stuff like that like we were just going off of people's words of eyewitness accounts and and that was it, you know what I'm saying? And we all know that eyewitness accounts can be changed, you know, or coerced to leading a false narrative, you know. So it's just it's just a for, it's just an unfortunate situation. And like like I told you the other day, I didn't even know that this situation occurred until you told me about it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, we just need to get that awareness out there. So, um, so yeah. So that's the uh, the depressing part of the of the um, episode. You know, <laughs> get get this sad shit out the way, man. You know, uh, 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 shout out to uh, Brother Johnson's family. Uh, I hope that you do get justice. I hope them cops actually. To uh, get held accountable for the assassination that they tried to pull on 630. Yeah. Crazy part is I just uh, drove past there. Real, real shit. Like, I drive past it every day. Yeah. That's 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 what that's what makes it crazy, crazy. Right. I didn't even know it was that BP so you said it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know what? That BP it seemed like it has an omen on it because that ain't the very first time that some shit has happened at that BP. Like, they've had shootouts at that BP. I'm surprised that bitch ain't blew up. It's, yeah. It's always yeah. been something uh, bad about that. Yeah. I remember back in the day, they used to tell me uh, um, that uh, Rich got knocked out at that BP. Now, Rich is, uh, he's, he, he's family, so I'm not disrespecting Rich when I say that, but it's just been a bad omen because Rich would have said so anytime you touch Rich at that BP, nigga, that BP should have been fixed. Yeah. 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 Like I'm, I'm surprised it ain't blew up from a straight bully. Cause so yeah. like, I just, it's just, it's just a bad omen. And it seemed like they always find some type of way to open it back up every time that something happens. Like, and any other 
like place where something has happened there's been places where shit has happened and they've never seen a light of day again you know what i'm saying and that place just finds a way to open back up it's wild glenn says yeah, the factor um, you talking about rich the factor yeah rich the factor yeah so but yeah so on on to lighter news um <laughs> So, <clears throat> were you able to catch the verses that happened um, last week between the rematch between Timberland and Swiss Beats? I I caught uh I caught it today, but uh because of copyrights, I didn't get to hear most of the music. Where did you watch it? On YouTube. Okay. Yeah, you gotta watch it on Instagram or on um, Triller or Fight for you to hear it all. Okay, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch it. All. I was I was thoroughly impressed though, but I wasn't impressed if that makes sense. Okay, so run run it through for me. What was you impressed by? Okay, I was impressed. I didn't know um, most of the songs. I knew they produced like. You know, it, it's evident when you hear a uh, Swiss beat or a Timberland beat. I didn't know that uh, that uh, uh, Swiss produced that Andy song. Uh, Andy I song, did not uh, know that either. Song. Yeah, that one. I, was, I did not know that. I had to do a double take at the phone. Like, wait, what? He produced that, and that's and that's I did one not of her know better Timberland songs. What? I did know that. Now I didn't. I didn't know that. But when I heard it, I was like, damn, no wonder I like that song so much. Yeah. Because that nigga Timberland just had that type of sound, but I did not know he was the one that produced nigga what. Yeah. I knew that because, like, when you think about it back then, just just off the top, back then, Swiss had a very distinctive sound, and so did Timberland. And that song, before yeah. I even looked up the credits, because I bought that CD back then, before I even looked at the credits for the song, I was like, that's a Timbaland beat. Because mm -hmm. it, it was it was classic Timbaland, how he got that peekable beat, especially back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, that song had that peekable beat back then that, that he was very known for, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, I definitely, knew, I definitely knew that was a Timberland beat. I wonder if that's the first song that they collabed on. It probably was. It might have been, but you know what's so dope? Uh, before um, when I when, when I knew we was talking about uh verses, uh, I didn't know that the band from TV uh that we hear now mm -hmm. is only an intro. Yeah. I did not know that. I watched the interview with Swiss, and Swiss like, if y'all like band for TV, y'all know that's just the first uh, beginning of the song looped over and over again. It's a whole fucking song that they have never released. Yet. Yeah. And I love band for TV. I thought that shit with the horns, nigga. That was before Manny Fresh. That was my shit. Yeah. And to find out that, you know, that's it's an act, 
that was just a loop. That was just like a four bar loop. It's an actual whole song behind that. That scares me. Right. Right. So who do you think won? Oh, Timbo. The only reason why I say Timberland is because Timberland has so many genres. Yeah. Like Swiss got Swiss put his hand in so many places. But Timberland got hits in all of those places. Right. And so I I mean you can't you know it's one of them things if, if, if we're just going if we're gonna go stat for stat, then I have to give it to Timbo. If we're gonna go go just my generation of living, I'm gonna give it to I, I I'm gonna have to give it to Swiss. Because I was listening to everybody uh, Swiss was making beats. So it's what it is. If we're gonna go stat for stat, then it's Timbo. If we're gonna go uh uh my generation of music, I'm gonna go Swiss. I'm I'm Tim across the board. I think Tim won. Period. Like, I think he's covered more genres very effortlessly. Yeah. You know, um, cause he didn't really like he he played one Nelly Furtado song, but he didn't yeah. really get into his Nelly Furtado bag. He played one what two. Timberland song or Timberlake song, but he didn't get into that bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he would have gotten into that bag, like, it would have been a blowout. It, it would have what I hated, what I hated, what he didn't do was uh, in, in that structure alone and not uh, highlight the artist that he made famous. Like, um, in that genre alone, like, he could have highlighted one republic. Yes. And he did not do that at all. I right. was I was very surprised about that too. I think I think Timberland read the room better. I didn't know that. You didn't know he produced one republic? No, I love the one republic. Shit. He you made know. them start. Their first single was from Timberland. So check this out. So check this out. That apologize song. They originally already had the apologize song, but it wasn't a hit until Timberland heard the song and he was like, I want to do my own version yeah, of it. Okay. And so the version yeah. that you hear is the Timberland version, which ain't that far away from the original version, but it just whatever Timberland did with putting his extra sauce on it made it a hit. Timberland, yeah. yeah. What that nigga Kwame say, he put that mama cooking he put on that mama's there, cooking on it. Yeah. A- absolutely. Absolutely. It's Whatever Timberland does to to tracks is what he did for one report. I agree. Yeah. Whatever yeah. he comes up in the lab, like he's how he experiments with different beats and sounds and stuff like that. Like, was it with the Leah? Are you that somebody that that baby noise, that crab baby noise? I thought that. I thought that um, too. that was on. Are you that somebody? Yeah. 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 I like how he experiments. Yes. Yeah. Like he he does he does experiment. Like, but you know, um. Little John did that with some cut. I forgot what the, what the bad squeaking noise actually is, cause it's not a bad squeaking. It's something else. But yeah, he did that with some cut too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's it's Kanye does it too. Like it's just something that they hear, yeah. and 
I did know. I did while we were speaking to Kanye. I did not know that Timberland did the beat for uh uh the uh the drum beat. I didn't know that one. I did not know that. That was hard though. And I didn't know Swiss did. was one was like one of Kanye's best songs. Right, right. But I didn't. Also, I didn't know that Swiss Beats did famous. Yeah, yeah, that fucked me up too. Yeah, I thought I honestly thought Kanye did both those beats. I everybody just I just I can everybody say Kanye's phenomenal and a genius. I just assumed he didn't use no help. I knew he had help, and I knew he used other people's beats, but I just did not know those two songs. Like I honestly thought those two songs was Kanye's beats. But like, but he does use a lot of help. Like, um, the the um the album Jesus, that's a whole lot of Travis Scott produced that song, produced that album. You know what I'm saying? So I do know, like, but but that that um goes to Kanye's ear and Con- and how Kanye works mentally. You know what I'm saying? Because he can put shit together. You know what I'm saying? And that's producing as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can bring stuff out of other producers, you know, and put his little extra sauce on it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, Kanye's a, Kanye's a dope producer. Um, Even when he he's is, not the main he's producer. <laughs> so, excuse me. <clears throat> but, um. But, uh, I wasn't, oh, I, I will say I wasn't impressed by the person. Because it's one thing for an artist to, and another artist to go back to back. Well, like to go producer to producer, you know, it was a uh, it was one of them things where it was like, okay, like the 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 um uh, what they call them uh, the Easter eggs. The Easter eggs was cool, but for the most part, man, we we both know like you have a you have an onslaught of hit. Both of y'all know. That y'all have onslaughts of hits from so many different artists, so it wasn't it wasn't as hype to me as I would have did anything. Like it's definitely not um as hype as uh, as Snoop and DMX was. No, no, it wasn't. Um, and then the views, the views were not there. But I was um on Twitter looking at what people were saying on Twitter. A lot of people did not know that that Versus was coming on, me included. I did not know. I just so happened to get on Instagram at 7 o'clock and saw that Versus was live. And I'm like, what are they live for? And it was the rematch. So I feel like this one was terribly promoted. Like, I knew that they were doing a rematch, but I didn't even know who was doing the rematch. Because remember when they initially right. announced that there was going to be a rematch, they didn't announce who was rematching. Yeah. You know, so, which makes sense if y'all going to do a rematch, it would be the originators. But that's not who I wanted to see in a rematch. Like, I would really want Jagged Edge and 112 to rematch because that one was god awful. I was about to say, you want to do that bullshit again? <laughs> And, but that's why, because it was bullshit. It's like, that yeah. one needs to be rematched. Um, 
the Nelly and Ludacris one needs to be rematched. I give you that. Like I would, I, I would have wanted to do that just because of the internet lag thing. Yeah. You know, it was it was some shit that that was supposed to be eat that right. we didn't really get to. You know what I'm saying? This it. Right, and Nelly needs to consult other people with with his song selection because he picked songs that weren't um, reading the room well. So that's the thing. If if they do it again, Nelly won't have Ali in the background. See, that's Nelly's problem. No, Nelly, Nelly was supposed he, to have Ali in the background. That's what the problem was. Nelly did not consult anybody with his song selection. And Ali came on Facebook like the next day and was like, had I helped him, these were the songs that I would have selected. And his songs that he oh, selected I was Ali way more. No, Ali, nobody helped Nelly. And Nelly's so used to playing these country crowds and playing these white folks concerts that he was picking songs that read for that crowd. He did not realize that this is a this is some black shit over here. We not gonna we not yeah, gonna go it ain't, up it ain't for about all your numbers. It's, it's about what got you famous. Exactly. It's and it's about them B sides. You know what I'm saying? That are that are club bangers that weren't actually singles. You know what I'm saying? Like he was yeah. not he did not read the room well. And on top of that, it was his internet because of it being a, yeah. a big ass storm down there. But yeah, he did not read the room well at all. And and let's just be let's just be one hundred with the shit. His songs did not age well. His songs, A lot of his did songs not didn't age well. At but all. that country grammar, that if, if he would have played more country grammar, it would have been dope because like never let him see you sweat. Yeah. Uh, hot shit. I don't know. I don't It will it will bang in any club to this day. Exactly. Like that song um, that he, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's the song that has the um, Tony, Tony, Tony sample. Um, yes. If he would have hit him with that when he plays Splash Waterfalls, because you know Ludacris is going to play Splash Waterfalls and he's going to play the Tony, Tony, Tony version. If he would have hit him back with that song, he would have won that round. I don't give a damn what nobody said. He would have won that round because that song go way harder than Splash Waterfalls. And Splash Waterfalls is the shit. Don't get me wrong. But that song that Nelly got would have hits way harder and it has substance to it. He would have won that round. He would have won that hey, round. Nelly a fucking star, man. Yeah. He just gets in his own way. Yes. Yes. And he kept showing that diamond. He kept showing that diamond. It's like, yes, you got the accolades. We get it. But this ain't what this is about. Because you can win off of just straight having B-sides. You know what I'm saying? You can exactly. win. He could have played all the B-sides. He yeah. could have just played the same lunatics out. Right. I'm going to keep it gully with you. Right. Motherfuckers asleep on the same lunatics out. Right. That album go hard. That album go hard. But that's what I'm saying. He needs to He needs to get with the same lunatics with his song selection. That's what he needs to do in my, part, in my opinion. That's what got him famous. Right. Them first two albums. Was yes. by Nelly and the same lunatic. Exactly. That's what made him who he is. Exactly. He should stick to that. Exactly. Like he should have had a whole conference room full of same lunatics in there helping with his song selection. Cause because the thing that a lot of people will sleep on is how dope Ludacris actually is. Like a lot of people forgot what he got yeah. in his bag. And so he should have just had a whole conference room full of same lunatics trying to figure out his song selection. Because 
there's there's just certain songs that Ludacris just had to play. So when he plays this song, we're gonna hit him with this. When he plays that song, we're gonna hit him with that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like there was just certain things that he could have just he could have really skewered that uh verses in his favor and he didn't do it. Uh oh. <laughs> Baby fucking the camera. Long story short, you know, it was it was a good it was a good versus. It wasn't impressive. Yeah. 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 It wasn't impressive. Yeah. But you know, to see the 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 the, the four fronters, you know, the four uh runners of versus go ahead and do a remit uh, a rematch, you know, that was cool. It just uh you know it, it, it was more for, uh, I, I, I guess, the uh, the conglomerate of it, you know, mm-hmm. just to be like, this this is how, this is how big it, it became. Yeah. That we have to, we, we, we really got to reset it because it's became, it, it's become this big. Yeah. We have to reset this whole bitch. I, I, I respect that out of it, but it wasn't, like I said, it's definitely not my top five. No. No, it's not my top five either. Um, I feel like they did the rematch more for them because now they do got some money behind it and it's very polished now. And so, th- which yeah. I get. If I was them, I would want to do it again too. You know, but um, yeah, this wasn't anything that nobody was asking for. You know, so. But it was enjoyable. I enjoyed watching it. You know, um, which. This leads us to um, DMX. So DMX new album came out um, a couple weeks ago. We did not film last week, so um, for the holiday, of course. But um, so, what are your thoughts in regards to DMX's new album, Exodus? Uh, well, you know, I'm 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 a full DMX fan. Uh, so I was totally here for Exodus. Um, I, I'm not even gonna try to be politically correct or try to say some big words and none of that shit. I fucking thought the album was hard, man. Like, I think I can rock this motherfucking album, do uh, cleaning the house, doing a workout or whatever. It was, you know, he touched everything, and it I, it was actual DMX growth. Yeah. I ain't saying the bars were always up to par, but this a fifty year old man though. Yeah. Right. You know, so for me, from the nostalgia of this is motherfucking X brand new album with mm-hmm. legitimate motherfucking heavy hitters. Yeah. You know, you you really never heard an X album with real heavy hit collab. Yeah. You heard the locks every now and then. But you didn't hear a lot of heavy hit for last. Right. You know, you heard Drew Hill. But on a on 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 a on a rapper standpoint to like match bar for bar, oh yeah, this this motherfucker was hard. Yeah. Him getting them to the gazelle the niggas to get on there. Oh my god, them niggas is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me. Um, skyscrapers was probably the best one for me. 
Um, I was surprised to hear the song with Money Bag Yo. And it was a pleasant surprise. Money Bag Yo did his thing though. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. Like I I did like that song. And I like the song um with Snoop. I do too. I think that's real slick. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Now the one I did like, um, for the message was the um the song uh Letter to My Son, Call Your Father. Because yeah. it's been documented that, you know, him and his oldest son don't have a great relationship. You know. Um and I was kinda I was kinda taken aback um in regards to the name of this album because we all know his youngest child is Exodus. And he named the album after his child, but it's like you got fourteen other kids that you ain't named albums after. Like yeah. I just, I feel some type of way about that, and I'm not his kid, so I can imagine, you know, what they think, you know. But I did, I did um, like that song, the letter to my son. But I'm, I'm still kind of. The letter to my son was hard. Yeah. And uh, if you watch any interview uh, from the past month with Swiss Beats about that song, you know, Sw uh, Swiss made sure that uh, X's older uh, oldest son heard that before he put it on the album. Mm. You know, he wanted to make sure that you know that his that that his son knew that came from a place of love, because if his son didn't like it, it was not gonna make. It. Because he wanted you. Because one thing, you know, like you said, X is his brother. And he want his brother to know what I'm saying? That album to be in a good light. So if his son was like, I don't like that song. That song would have just been for him to listen to alone by itself. It wouldn't have never heard the light of day. Right. Um, so yeah. that was, to me, that was dope. Um, yeah. The, the piggyback off you with Skyscrapers, uh, we had talked earlier about that with my final uh i just thought the motherfucker was hard because i like i said i did not know the range of Bono. i did not know he had a a real distinguished range for a song like that yeah you now know? i would because it wasn't curious. over the top right. but it was it, it was it right valid it it was right where it needed to be and i didn't think i didn't think final about people could afford that off that shit was amazing. Yeah. And the the, the, the lyrics behind it right. was tough. Like that first verse is amazing. Like yeah. I don't know if if that was the first thing he wrote or the last thing he wrote, but to make that the first the first, uh, that shit was that that shit was uh triumphant. That shit was hard bar right. for that you know, right. for that chord. Now I would be curious to know if Bono got on the song before or after he died. Yeah, you know what? I didn't think about it. I I really do wanna say, um, listening to DMX's bars, that he he got that from the pool. Hmm. I, I, mean, I wanna say that. I'm not saying that's for sure. Well, it's possible that the song could have been done with somebody else singing the hook, and then they got Bono after he passed. But then it's also 
possible that Bono could have been on the song from the jump. Like I, I'm just, I just think that way, so I'm curious to know. You know, um, Bono uh, posted Exodus when it came out. Yeah, because he was already on it. But you see, well, it wasn't even the fact that it was on. It, 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 it's a, you know what I'm saying? It's a rapper's the song, like. But for Bono to even post DMX's Exodus last album on all his social media, like that was fly to me. Yeah, I'm not. I was like, I'm not That's even though I know he owned that shit, yeah. but it was just the fact that he was like, you know, because niggas be on a bunch of shit and they don't post it. True, true. But I just, I'm just curious to know when Bono got on the. You know, because, I mean, his passing was a big deal. So I can see why they would, you know, try to try to get Bono. And I can see him saying yes to it after he passed. But oh, no. I don't know. Bono already did the song before DMX passed. Okay. I want to correct you on that. That's what I was asking. Like, I'm curious to know yeah. if he was on it before or after he passed. I don't know. It was, it was before. Okay. It, um, they didn't work together. If you watch Drink Champs and the DMX, uh, uh, the DMX uh, episode, that was one thing that he emphasized that was amazing to him because he was like, not only did Bono like the song, he started like writing him like a pen pal, started writing this nigga like just to see how he was doing. Like he was like he never knew that okay. he had the um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He never knew that he had that. Worldwide touch that everybody knew DMX, and he was like he didn't know Bono was a real true fan. Okay, see that's what my question was: was was he on it before or after he passed? But that's what Glenn is saying he was on it before, so that makes it even yeah he was dope. on before. That makes it even more dope. I, I agree, even more respect for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bono was a a, a real legitimate DMX fan. That shit came out of Edge mouth before he died. He was like he didn't know. That Bono really gave a fuck about DMX when they when 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 the song was presented to Bono, he jumped on that shit like motherfucking white on rice. He was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to do a song with them motherfucking X." What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> are you are you kidding? Right, right. Okay, so that makes it that makes it that much more dope. You know. Yeah. So. But the one song that I could never hear again. <clears throat> and it doesn't have anything to do with DMX. Is the song um, that he got with Alicia Keys? Can we all agree that Alicia Keys' voice is no longer on planet Earth? Can we can we agree <laughs> that? Can we have a general? I knew sentence you was to gonna that? say. I knew somebody was gonna say it. I thought it was Glenn though. Right? I thought Glenn was gonna say some weird shit about this whole alien bitch getting on. <laughs> I know somebody. Nah, fuck that. The song with Alicia Keys is dope. I'm not gonna do that. I am a fan of Alicia Keys. Alicia, you went and got your man. If you two light skinned niggas can have the best of uh, of the life, I'm not gonna shoot you down like that. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it's one of the songs that I'm gonna like hurry up and turn to when I put the album on. No, but when it plays, I'm gonna let it ride. 
I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, can we turn this bullshit off? Because her voice is terrible. Her voice is horrible. Like people want to come for Mariah Carey talking about her voice is no longer up to par. But can we all agree that Alicia Keys takes the gold? in the olympics of voices no longer being on planet earth like her voice <laughs> Mariah is take the horrible the gotta have no 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 because no. mariah carey can still hold a note now it's not going to sound like vision of love 1992 no it's gonna she's gonna have a 2021 note that she's gonna give you that ain't the same but mariah carey can still hold a note alicia yes. keys Sounds like an untuned piano. She y'all just saying that horrible. bullshit because Mariah Carey that gave y'all all y'all favorite Christmas songs. Get the fuck out of here. No. Mariah can't hold a note either. Mariah um, Carey's gonna give you the, the, Okay. Notes. The point being made is <laughs> um light skinned singers are washed up after a couple of years. <laughs> you know, you uh, these inter, uh, interracial half black, half white singers are washed up after a couple of years. Like, that's basically what y'all say. I'm not putting it on the screen. Mariah Carey washed up. Alicia Keys is washed up. I don't know if Tony Terry uh, was uh, was a half freak. He washed up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to put it on the skin color why their voice sounds like trash. Albie Shore is washed up. I mean, these motherfuckers just get get washed up after a couple years. Oh, wow. No, I don't remember this. Glenn said that Joe Budden said Alicia Keys looks like a cigarette. He just died. Joe Budden could kiss my ass. Fuck Joe Budden. Fuck Joe Budden, but that's just funny. Uh, no, and no disrespect, Joe Budden, but fuck you for saying that about Alicia Keys. Man, you disrespectful as fuck, bro. Fuck out of here, man. Don't don't disrespect Alicia like that, man. You Damn. wish you had an Alicia track that gave you, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, some reputation in your fucking catalog. You wish you did. Yo, don't do that. Funny. That's why I would As much as I talk about Mariah Carey, uh, Carey I wouldn't downplay Mariah Carey like that. Because a lot of niggas wish they had a Mariah Carey track. Oh, agree. Agree. But Mariah Carey, yes. She's not going to give you 1992 vocals. However, she does not, like, if we're just going to be real about the situation, she does, she still does not sound bad. Alicia Keys, however, when that shit is mixed and mastered, she still sounds like, good morning to you. I say good morning to you. (laughs) Like, she still sounds bad, dog. Like, she sounds horrible. Alicia Keys always sounds beautiful to me. Man, a beautiful train wreck. Like <laughs> she sounds horrible. Oh my god! Especially, I never get when that background singer tried to upstage her on her own song, and we've never heard from that nigga again. Oh yeah, have you seen that um, TikTok video of them talking about that? Oh, yes. That shit and every time crazy. I see it, that's what that's the same thought I had in my mind, like. This nigga gonna get fired. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uh, funny. Uh, the song, uh, Diary. Song? I can't, uh, Diary. I won't tell. Your secret Diary. Diary. 
Remember at the end? Oh, the background singing dude was going on. Yeah, man. They have a skit. They have a they do on TikTok like a motherfucker. TikTok the shit out of this kid. Because in my mind I was thinking the same thing that like security and producers and even the I'm like, they like, hey, you really gonna do this? Like, you trying it. Oh, sweet baby, you tried your best. We will never hear from you again. How the fuck would you ever try to upstage Alicia Keys on her own fucking track? On her own shit. And they kept it. They kept I, it in. You know what? He tried it. Like he he went hard on. Yes. Yeah. I won't feel. I, I won't, won't feel. feel. <laughs> hey, listen. He got up there. Yes, he did. Hey, that whole riff. Oh, yeah. that shit. Yes. That shit right there. Only niggas that got big baritone voices love that. Shit. I love that shit. Yeah. He. Yeah. He made her sit down. Like, if you did that in any type of situation with a woman and she was singing, she'll sit down and look at you like, boy, you better. Right. Like, yeah. Right. I love every bit of that shit, but I knew that shit stabbed him in his own back. Yeah. Yeah, and but you know she had to take him on tour just to say that part, and then she probably fired his ass right after the tour was over. Oh, she fired him right after the tour. Yeah. She, because that was the best part of the song. Exactly. So she had to make sure exactly. that, she, that she represented him, and then as soon as that happened, he was treated like Joe Lewis. That nigga was like a security at a nightclub, because you would never get another singing job, nigga. No, not at all. Not at all. And, he, and that was never. back when her voice was good. That's yeah. That's when her voice wasn't forced to be working. Yeah, but it's just her voice is. It's just like that one video of her live (laughs) when she's like, oh, oh, oh." Uh, (laughs) don't do it. Oh my god! I know what I, I know what live you talking, and I know what song that she tried to do that on. And what I would say, well, and and um, protecting her, cleaning her tape is, you know, that song required the octave to go up and down because that's how the song goes. But you know, if you can hit that shit before you, you attempt, if that shit was little, was a little touchy in practice. And you couldn't hit that shit at soundtrack. <laughs> at soundcheck, don't do it live. Like that prayer that you said before you went out on stage is not gonna help. Just don't even attempt. Let the crowd do that part. Like, <laughs> like that's that's when you, that's when you turn the mic to the crowd. Like no, play that shit off, but you don't attempt it. Yeah, she could have switched. Every time she knew her voice was gonna crack, she could have turned to the crowd. And turn it back. Beyonce do it all the time. Right. <clears throat> but Beyonce still can hit them notes. So, anywho. Yes, she can. <laughs> uh, you, know, you, you know I was going to hit your behind right. ass. Right. <laughs> you know, she give you a one, she Beyonce do it all the time. She going to pass it to the crowd. Unless the crowd is out. I remember that one white bitch, she, turned, she threw the song too. And she was horrible. And Beyonce was like, oh, baby, no. Like, hell no. Like, oh, no, baby. Like, do what that. did you do, do it, myself, baby? baby. Oh no, baby. So Glenn says Oh no, baby, what is you doing, baby? Right. So Glenn says she told 
she told him, like, Harold and Melvin without the blue notes, you'll never go platinum. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so that's Exodus. Um, so, next, next thing, um, we're going to save that uh, other topic for another discussion. So the next okay. the next topic is um, the top five Usher songs. So you guys got your list? I got my my list is in my head. You know, I, I you know, Usher grew up with me, so I I, I got my list. Okay. Uh, so let's let the guests yeah, go yeah, first. <clears throat> so Jasmine, you want to go first? You said what? I can go first. You want me to go first, Liz? I said, um, let's let our guests go first. Oh, that's, oh. that's what I thought you said, but she yeah. was like, go first. Go I didn't hear what you said. Well, I only got three, so I said, you make me want to. Uh, I like my boo, and then nice and slow were my top three. Okay. You got two more, though. I know. I don't know. Said, uh, yeah. I like yeah a lot. I got four. That's it. That's it. You got it. She got four. I had three. Okay, so real quick. My way. Okay, that's fine. My way. Yeah. My boo. My boo. Nice and slow. Number one is 50. You make me want it. Okay. So you heavy on the Number one. Now listen. You heavy on the Her number one is a cheap song. A good song. You make me want it. Well, Technically, it's not a cheating song. You make me want to leave the one I'm with and start a new relationship with you is not cheating. Only way you can even get in that caliber is if you're fucking cheating. No, you can you like can think you her. can think yeah before anything like they, like that gets started. Before anything that gets started, you were like my best friend. The one I used to run and talk to when me and my girl was having problems. You used to say it would be okay. Suggest little nice things I should do. And when you when I would come home at night and lay my head down, all I seem to think about all I seem you. to think about was you. So that's and not cheating. That's not cheating. He's mentally cheating. No, it's so not. If a girl do that, she's mentally cheating. If a dude do that, we're getting shot down. That's if not cheating. If you're not up, doing if, nothing. If you break up with a dude right now that a girl hooks you up with and that dude start fucking with that girl, you're going to be like, that bitch. I don't think he's cheating. I think it's more so he knew better. He knew like that's yes. what he should do. Exactly. He just dumped a girl. Again, if it ever happened that way, if you was in that scenario, and that dude broke up with you and started dating the person that hooked y'all up. You gonna be like, damn, y'all been plotting on my downfall for a long time. Yes, it does. It will look that way. It will look that way. Absolutely. Yeah, it would look that way. So don't shoot me down for being like, nah, he was basically fucking cheating. But it's not. In all actuality, this nigga got herpes and y'all still love it. Yo. Yo, look, look what Glenn said. He said all her favorite are Usher before the herpes. 
if you could get out yeah, there <clears throat> to see him, I would definitely do that because he is awesome live. But that's all. That's a really good show. Yeah, yeah. That that song live was so dope. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, that, that's my list. Um. Oh, and then another thing, seduction. Not the version that's on Apple Music or Spotify. Not that version. The original version that was in Rhythm City that is on YouTube. That version is way better than the version that's on <clears throat> the streaming site. The one, the version that's on the streaming site is terrible. So, okay. Um, and then Glenn says, concert sponsored by Hennessy Trojans and Valtrex. This concert is sponsored by Trojans and Valtrex. Hey. But, hey, listen. Usher made it cool for you to have herpes, man. Just putting that out there. Usher made it cool for Usher to have herpes. I got regular, regular. regular. You regular everyday niggas can have herpes too. As long as y'all doing what y'all supposed to do and maintain it, it'd be a, it'd be a difference if y'all just being like slang and just herpes stick. But if y'all was like, you know, working on a career and bettering yourself and eating better and getting your body right, a bitch don't want to fuck you, dog. Um, but move it on. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> move it on. Uh, my top five Usher song. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, you don't have to call. Okay. I'm gonna go. Lovers and friends. I'm gonna go. You remind me. I am going to go. Uh, Mars versus Venus. And then I'm gonna go. Real nostalgia. My number one song from Usher. It's just call me a Mac. Wow. It's just call me a Mac. Hey. Cause I got it like that. You gotta play by the rules. Yeah. Or oh, I'll be through with you. Hey. That was cause that was the first time I got introduced to Usher. And you I know, thought he was home. I thought that you was gonna go with um think of you before call me the Mac. You thought I was going to go with that? I, I should have. No, I ain't going to say I should have. It, it should have been my honorable mention. But just call me a Mac. It's going to be hands down my number one. Wow. That's funny. That I'm sure a lot of people don't even know that damn song. No, they don't. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Niggas act like they fans. Y'all ain't fucking fans, nigga. I'm a fucking <laughs> fan, my nigga. <laughs> You have to be a fan to know that damn song. But you know what I noticed when I was putting my list together? <clears throat> Usher makes really good toxic relationship breakup songs. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He makes really good toxic relationship breakup songs. He makes it too very sexy to break up with a girl. Listen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usher loves love, but he's fucking bad at it. That's it. Yeah. It is what it is. That man tells the truth. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like, you ain't even got to do all that. Like, you want to break up, break up. You ain't got to run down the whole situation. I know what it is. I was there. But yeah, he gonna run it down. You gotta run it down. He gotta tell you the truth. But uh, I know Usher was a nigga when um when he first got divorced, and the chick he got accused of sleeping with, uh, during the divorce, as soon as he signed those papers, he went and slept with that chick. Yeah. That's how I knew Usher was the man. I said, you know what? That's what you do. If 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 you gonna if, if I'm gonna sign papers to make the world believe it's a lie, believe in that lie, I'm gonna go ahead and make it happen. Yeah. Glenn says Donnell Jones is the MVP. <clears throat> yeah, he does he does make really good toxic relationship breakup songs too. Yeah, Donnell Jones is yeah, fun. You know what? Yeah, Donnell Jones he makes songs with niggas that Love they baby mama, but don't want to be with they baby mama. You don't want to be with anybody else. <laughs> right. I love you. Right. But I don't want to be with you. But you yeah. better not have no nigga around my kids, bitch. And as soon yeah. as you get that little flip of happiness, like, let me just step back to your life. Man. You that I this mm-hmm. also is the nigga. Y'all have to remember. This stocked his ex bitch while she was on a date in the rain. Yeah. She had the audacity to come outside and hug you. Right. I'm in, sorry. In the window so that the other dude can see. That was <laughs> just, just imagine. Hey, just imagine somewhere tonight. You didn't you didn't pay all this money. This bitch eating lobster fettuccine or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and you look over and see a nigga in a leather coat and a cowboy hat. <laughs> and this bitch get up and walk out there and talk to him. This fucking day is over, yo. Right. <laughs> It's just a rat. He sat there. I'm and not competing with. I'm not competing with fucking raincoat cowboy. <laughs> Ain't nothing I can do at this point. <laughs> this motherfucker. He tilt his head, little water come down, <laughs> and, and her panties wet. She gone. Excuse me, I gotta go to the bathroom. Bitch, excuse me, where my check at? I'm out of here. I'm not about to even go through this spot. Oh man. I cannot. That's some straight foolishness. But yeah, yeah. Wow. So Glenn says, dude tried to pull applause and tried to fuck his old lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that and then in real life, folks was eating that song up, and that song was toxic as all get out. Love that song, yeah. yeah. Everybody still love that toxic ass song. Yeah, that song is toxic, toxic as hell. That song is we got that we gotta put that on the tally, man. That's the fucked up song. That that's gotta be a fucked up song this week. Oh yeah. Yeah. It does. It does. I, I would definitely put that on the list. But speaking of fucked up songs, so our fucked up songs going along with the theme of uh Usher is confessions <clears throat> confessions too yeah so, let me go on ahead and pull that up oh, shit. <laughs> oh keep dropping the camera this have 
She liked that Dave Chappelle uh, song with Tupac, nigga, quit hitting the table. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So any thoughts okay. so far? Uh, I don't know. I just go back to what you were saying, how toxic it is when he said, like, I'm not ready for no kid. Like, you fucking two women. What did you think was going to happen? Like, to me, the, the song doesn't take, like, any accountability whatsoever. No. I don't think he takes any accountability either. I, I mean, that feels was like. Fun. I think he feels like him confessing is taking accountability, and that's two different things. Taking what? Him confessing was uh, was him taking accountability. He only confessed because she popped up pregnant. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like it's confessing and taking accountability is two different things, but I feel like he thinks they're one and the same. Right. Gotcha. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that's a toxic thing to say, yeah. Well, because technically they are. Like, um, you know, I love to play devil's advocate here, you know. At at this point, it's just like, hey, you know, me and you niggas sit down and talk, you know. You know, I love you to death, right? But you you know my main, you my main lady. But, uh, you know, Cheryl pregnant. (laughs) You know, it's it one of them things. Sure, pregnant. The baby gonna move over here. It's the same shit that was going on in the twenties and thirties, and hey, your grandma just took that shit. <laughs> Shirley pregnant. She can't take care of all them children down there by herself. The baby coming over here. Our baby about to go and go, uh, go to college. We're fine. We're gonna be fine. You just, you just. It, 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 I, I told you, goddammit. It, 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 I told you and God that and, and all this shit is settled. I don't need to hear from your mama. Uh, your sister ain't supposed to be calling in here unless you're giving away cornbread. Now, goddammit, this is what it is. <laughs> you know, that's that was Usher's mentality on that. Yeah. That, in my opinion, that, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Hey, hell, I wouldn't have told you. I, I thought she wasn't gonna keep the goddamn thing. <laughs> She gonna decide. She gonna decide. She gonna decide to go and keep it. She got one on the way. Like what? She gonna decide to go and keep it. Can't even take care of none of all the extra children she got. She can't take care of children. She got that. That but the baby coming here. Okay. Yeah. I can't. I can't leave my child out. I wasn't even ready for no goddamn baby. But it's here now, and this what's gonna be. Right. I, I honestly feel like. If it wasn't for the fact of her keeping the kid, he still wouldn't have uh, confessed. Who would confess, though? Who's confessed to fucking until they get caught? Yeah. yeah. Even when a woman ain't confessing to fucking another nigga. Toxic. Toxic, yeah, exactly. Because a woman ain't confessing to fucking unless this nigga, unless she end up getting pregnant. And he ain't paying for the abortion. Well, he can't pay like, for the abortion because she's keeping it. If the I'm saying if the woman was cheap, if the woman was like, damn, you know, I'm pregnant. I don't know who I don't know who the baby daddy is for real. If the side nigga ain't paying for the abortion, guess who got to tell the truth? Because you know that nigga she in a relationship with is gonna be like, oh, that's my baby. We're gonna have a baby, and then. You know, if you look like Idris Elba and that baby come out looking like Heavy D, that bitch got to explain it. 
honestly, if it's a if it's a toxic woman <clears throat> that is doing this, they are going to probably take that to the grave. That that kid probably ain't their spouse's kid. Even when the baby do come out, she's going to be like, oh, but my father is light-skinned, so maybe that's where it came from. Or and your, all that's your uncle is light-skinned. And until something happened to that baby, that baby get his leg broke or something, and then they got to do like some type of skin grab, and your, your DNA don't match, my nigga. Yeah, that, that's, when, that's when it'll probably come out. So, so you're just going to hope and pray that that doesn't occur. Niggas know. If niggas be knowing that baby ain't, man, listen. If you come from a long line of big head, big nose, big ear motherfuckers, and this bitch come out looking like a porcelain doll, you know that goddamn thing ain't true. But you gonna love it anyway. Cause that's what black people do, man. We weird that way. We I ain't gonna say we just gonna sleep it under the rug. That's my baby. She look at me as daddy, so that's go over that. I'm gonna be her daddy. Doing good damn well, her daddy is a Jewish um, uh, uh, dude to come through the delivering mail. That's her motherfucking dad. Yeah, it's possible. You wonder why he put the mail up. Every time he drop mail off, he sit there and just stare at child. Like, yeah. you know why? You right. know why? You just ain't going to say nothing. You, good day, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good day. Right. Like, why? Going about he... to doing goddamn well, this porcelain uh, doll ass baby. Right, like, why is he taking considerable interest in her? Right. Like, it's five kids over here, and he only asked about that one kid. Like, every, all the mail, every time she get anything from school, he handed to this big person. Yeah. Like, why is she getting a report card handed to her in her room by the mailman, man? Right. Why is it happening? Here you go, hope you got straight A's, princess. Get your bitch ass out of here. Right. So, um, Glenn says, I know somebody, their grandma was going to take the secret that Uncle Joe is really the daddy, but somebody got to asking too many questions later in life. Yeah, that's how it be. That's how it be. And then sometimes they don't, they still don't even confess. Sometimes they go, they still going to take it to the grave. They're not, they're going to tell you to quit asking questions. Yeah. But yeah, so. Um, verse two, uh, sitting here, stuck on stupid, trying to figure out when, what, and how I'm gonna let this come out of my mouth. He said, it ain't gonna be easy, but I need to stop thinking, contemplating, be a man and get it over with, over with. I'm riding in my rip, whips, racing to her place, talking to myself, preparing to tell her to her face. She opened up the door and didn't want to come near me. I said, one second, baby, please hear me. These are my confessions. So then, <clears throat> the interlude. Um, this by far is the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do. To tell you, the woman I love, that I'm having a baby by a woman that I barely even know. I hope you can accept the fact that I'm man enough to tell you this. And hopefully you give me another chance. This ain't about my career. This ain't about my life. It's about us, please. These are my conditions. So, um, <clears throat> fun fact that I just found out about last night was that I knew 
that the song was not about Chili, because that was the big speculation at the time when the song came out. However, I just found out last night that the song is actually about JD having a baby on Janet Jackson. Yep, I knew that one. Yeah. I did not know that till last night. Yep. So, yeah. I'm not surprised, but yeah. Yeah, deserved Janet in the first place. Hold on, hold on. See, listen. (laughs) I'm quick to tell everybody, if you think your life can't be better, Look at Jermaine Dupree and know at one point he was raw dogging Janet Jackson. Now that I say that, (laughs) you have the nerve to tell me that this hobbit motherfucker was having a baby on Janet Jackson. (laughs) I did not know I was today years old when I found that out. Yeah. I just found out last night. This fucking king of the dwarves was raw dog and Janet Jackson and still thought he was going to get a bitch from Bankhead and be okay with it. Yeah, he was with Janet B. Jackson and still cheated and had a baby with a random. Yeah. He had Janet when Janet was anytime, anyplace Janet. That nigga crazy. Uh, yeah. That nigga crazy. Damn. Yeah. You know how much power and money you gotta have to say, I'm gonna cheat on Janet Jackson. Because the nigga at UPS ain't never thinking that shit. <laughs> yeah. That nigga at T-Mobile, where he be like, you, thank you. Hey, y'all have a good day. If this nigga's fucking Janet Jackson, that nigga is not looking at this bitch like, I'm gonna give her a free phone and some of this free. Yeah, like, fuck no. Yeah, like, he's like, I can't wait to get off work. You got to have a lot of money to be like, I'm going to cheat on Janet Jackson. Yeah. Janet. Because Janet Jackson, Jackson. Seemed, at that time, Janet Jackson seemed like the type that would give you three bitches to fuck while she on tour. Well, if that occurred, then that's probably the reason why he had a baby. But I don't. It wouldn't have been, You wouldn't have had to make a song up for that. Well, it was the chick on the side that he ended up impregnating. It's not a chick on the side of this. If Janet giving it to. But I, I don't, I don't think that she would have gave him a chick on the side. I feel like if she's on tour, and he was like, "I want to hit," she would be like, "Okay, well, I'm arranged." For you to meet me where I'm at, or for this tour to be paused so I can meet you where you're at. Like, I feel like mountains will be moved for that to be something that will take priority. Because we're talking and this about. Nigga was like, nah, I'm cool. I want to fuck this bitch from McDonald's. Basically. Like, yeah, I want a number one extra sauce, Powerade, no okay. ice, and no ass. Like, right. <laughs> So, all right, we'll pull up to uh, window number one, you know. All right, let me get some extra special sauce. Right, and fresh fries. Damn, man, Jermaine, and that nigga, oh, my God, anybody with that many gaps in his mouth got to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
and Janet. I just be looking at the nigga like you got so much money and you ain't you didn't even try to get veneers, my nigga. You just got gaps in your motherfucking mouth. He's like, yeah. I but I mean honestly, if you can pull Janet B. Jackson, what's the point of getting braces? That's true. But if you can pull Janet B. Motherfucking Jackson, tidy yourself up. You already look like all the little the the the, uh, the, the little people on the Wizard of Oz. That's what they compare you to. You are already a part of the lollipop guild. Nigga, sharpen yourself up. This nigga was the epitome of um, 2002 at a liquor store. This is this is right. like double all of 2002. Put in a liquor store and then throw a bucket hat on that bitch. This is what Jermaine Dupree was at the time. Wow. And he was fucking. <laughs> If I was your girlfriend, Janet Jackson. Right, and the things I do to you. Yeah! And this nigga, and he decided to rob dog the UPS <laughs> Yeah. He was, he was appreciative that his packages came on time. See, that's, that, that, see, that's why I think, you know, he ain't prospering like he's supposed to. Because <laughs> of that right there, yeah. man. Right? Karma karma comes back tenfold. He's supposed right now to the day, he's supposed to be getting uh, getting paid from a lotto. And he don't, because he ain't shit. <laughs> right. Cause he cause he cheated on Janet Jackson back in the day. Mulatto nasty ass won't pay this nigga a dime. Right. Well, she didn't she ended up not signing to him, so. Yeah. And that's his karma. Yep. If he was married to Janet Jackson, Mulatto would have been like, hell yeah, I'm signing for your back. Yeah. Right. Right. Glenn says he Janet would have like that, that, that Jackson smile and that fake ass nose that they all bought. And she would have been like, yeah, I want to be a heat. Right. But you see, Glenn said he looked like the ugly dude in Lord of the Rings. That he does. He definitely does. She was fucking the nigga who only can say my best. Who only can say what? And she was raw dogging. My precious. Oh. <laughs> right. Right. Like, we talking about <laughs> Janet Jackson. <laughs> Like she definitely looks beyond. She she looks at. I just don't get it. I, I really be thinking these these famous women pussy be trash. No, I don't think it's the women. No. I just think they be picking ugly dudes. I'm not I gonna blame that at all. Because Holly Berry be getting cheated on. Major Lies have been cheated on. Man, y'all got pussy gotta be trash. No, it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with the woman. We're not gonna put that on the women. Niggas be trash. Niggas be trash straight up. Because you got you got the prize. Like you got the trophy. You got all the accolades in this person. Embodied in this person. And y'all still run out with a average, regular, degular, smegular 
individual and it's like why why do that why why cause more confusion in your life why bring that into your relationship when you have everything right here at least that's what it looks like and it could it could be that as well it could maybe they're intimidated by that person you know what i'm saying the embodiment of that person identify like like being masculine as like power so like when they feel like the woman has like the upper hand in some kind of way, it's like, well, now how do I, how do I, you know, claim my dominance now? Like, how do I do that? Oh, I'll just go fuck the next bitch. Like, that's claiming their dominance. And she yeah. went back to like the caveman yeah. instinct. Right. It's, it's a like, form oh, of uh, toxic masculinity. If I'm Rob Dog and Janet Jackson, the only way I'm stopping Rob Dog and Janet Jackson is she said, "Stop Rob Dogging me. I don't love you." Like, I'm not going to go nowhere else. Yeah. And Glenn brings up a very good point. Janet paid his back taxes when the IRS was going to take all his shit. She sure did. Mm. She sure did. Mm. Mm. And trying to help him level up. And he, that's not and he still repaid her mm. by shoving dick in the bitch that worked. Right. 
you gonna have a whole club. You're gonna be the featured dancer. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and roll it until you got it play. <laughs> Right. She this got the dash down at the paint. Yeah, got you, got you, paint, damn. Not if, if, if her uh, lineup is from 10 a.m. to 11. You're talking about she had his baby, baby. She's good now. Solid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she keeps. Yeah, she's solid. Yeah. Yeah, so. She's headed away. Yeah, at the end of the day. That was our retirement yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah everybody. <laughs> Just imagine a bitch with a newborn in her mouth, seven months pregnant, and a 40 in her hand, telling Jermaine <laughs> to pray. You owe me for at least 18 years, but... <laughs> oh, Don't man. you make me tell the world, nigga, because you are about to lose your job. Damn. You still got to make me. Like, what type of shit is this? <laughs> this is the shit you was fucking Janet Jackson on. Right. Right. She probably got a dog face and a fat ass. Even that I can deal with. What I can't deal with is the Newport, the Newport box bitch that's about to have your baby. And you know damn well you was just fucking Janet Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Like if 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 you having a baby by a bitch that look like the the two percent milk jug. <laughs> You need to go to counseling because you can't control your dick, sir. Dude. Dude. Like, come on, man. Hey, that bitch that bitch is shaped like the uh, the shit you get moonshine from. And Wow. And, and she about to have your baby. Wow. Yeah, you yeah. fucked up, Poppy. Yeah. Yeah. These are my confessions. So uh, <laughs> So, you have any Jerry's final thoughts? Mm. Yeah, I guess uh, uh, more or less talking about my brother, uh, uh, brother Johnson, that uh, this tragedy happened to man. I just want um, my city by itself to like recognize that um, this has been a natural occurrence and it, and it, and it keeps happening. And now that it's at our doorstep, we need to do our due diligence to make sure that justice uh, gets served and that his, his family is, you know, compensated for their loss, man. You know, uh, at the end of the day, man, they, 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 uh, somebody lost a son, somebody lost a father, somebody lost a brother, somebody lost a nephew, somebody lost a cousin. You know, uh, this, it, it rings bells. And we should react to that like we react to everybody else. It's one thing about my city. We love to 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 jump on things that we deem is wrong for everybody else, but we stay quiet when it comes to ourselves. And I want us as a city to like really, really hold to the police accountable, and you know, protest and stand up for Brother Johnson like we stood up for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, my final thought. I agree, I agree with your final thought. Um, my final thought be, uh, I guess to go along with him, but with the Tulsa massacre, just just to keep talking about, it, just keep telling the story. Like, like I said, I didn't know that story was suppressed, but like purposely suppressed for so long. So I think we just need to take an accountability, just to keep telling that story. Like the best way we know how to, whether that is 
sharing on Facebook, whether that is like <clears throat> watching documentaries or like just letting our nieces and nephews know like what happened. Yeah. So just, yeah. To, keep, just to keep telling our stories. Yeah, I agree with your final thought as well. Those are very good final thoughts. Um, I guess my final thought would be these are my conditions. <laughs> yes, yes, we talk and we will see you guys on episode 23.